It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Theo, I'm a big fan, man, but we don't do intros here. We do dynasty trades to start, though. 12-team Superflex PPR 1.75 tight end premium start 10. Are you going Bryce Young in a projected mid-24 first or Kyler Murray in a projected mid-24 second? Go ahead, man. I, I love I love this one to start out because we were talking a little bit in the pre-show. Kyler Murray is somebody we talked about on the Sonic Truth podcast this morning. I feel like I want to I'm super excited about Murray coming back, but I think the range of outcomes is wild. He could come back and just smash and put up, you know, really strong points per game and you know hold on in Arizona as the as the franchise QB. He could come back and struggle and we say, oh man, he lost his mobility. You know, the surgery caught up with him or he could be on another team and and we don't know which team that would be. So I'm going to say, even though Bryce Young's not somebody who gets me super excited, he's he's safer. And with that 2024 uh, mid first, I'm going to get access to potentially a quarterback riser. And I'm also going to get another shot at Bowers. So I'm going to take. I'm going to take the the Bryce Young in the first over Kyler and the and the second. Yeah, I will as well. As long as the league values picks, I will take the uh, I will take the Bryce Young side. Uh, Kyler, it's it's funny. I, I scroll down on a bunch of my rosters. I'm probably in too many leagues, and I see that Kyler's yeah. just been hanging out there on IR. I'm like, ooh, all right, welcome back soon. I guess it's looking like what week uh, against the Browns is that week nine is when he's is when he's trying to come back. I think I want to say that was the the latest, but there are question marks. His his contract, I, I think it's not until like 2025 or whatever. And so they would have a reasonable um, out to be able to cut them without it being a brutal dead cap hit. But talk to me about where Kyler's at in terms of like there were trade talks and, and whatnot, but he, he just signed a big old extension. Yeah, so he's he signed the extension and they gave him a considerable amount of money. Um, I think that that's what Arizona wants. Is Arizona wants it to work out, and I think going with Josh Dobbs, it seems like they probably had a plan here because this Drew Petzing offense seems tailor made for Kyler Murray. Dobbs has had like four games with over forty five yards rushing. They didn't get rid of Hollywood Brown. They they drafted Michael Wilson. So I don't know. It seems like maybe behind the scenes, they were way more bullish about Kyler Murray than like, you know, people in fantasy where we all kind of downgraded him and had injury concerns and all that. So right. there was people even like three weeks ago saying he's not going to play at all this season. And then we hear the chatter and all of a sudden he's back and it's wild. 
you know, the, the chance to see him in week nine, I, I love it. I think he's going to be a big factor in the second half of the year. So I think Arizona wants it to work out. That's the easiest way to go about things. Right. As much as we like these guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May, you're kind of starting anew with Murray. If he comes back healthy in a stronger organization, get get rid of Kingsbury and have somebody who seems to kind of understand what they're doing. I think that's that's the way they're going to go. Um, so right. they definitely showed you organizationally they like him with the amount of money they gave him. Yeah, and Shane always says he's he's always a he's a top nine top eight quarterback every every time yeah. he's played, and the fact that he'll probably be a first round startup pick. You know, come, yeah, come sure. next year, or at least right there on the turn. So let's go to this trade as well. So 12-team, Superflex, PPR, this time no tight end premium. Start 10, Sam Laporta or Puka Nakua? I, no tight end premium. The logical choice is probably Puka Nakua. But in a start 10, if I have a chance to have the tight end one overall in Dynasty in a start 10... I'm going to be able to find wide receiver points in a start 10 um, more so than a, than a 14 or a, or, or a, or a 12 teamer. I don't know. I want to say Sam Laporta, but I think I'm jaded towards the fact that I'm, I'm ahead of on. I I just think Laporta is just such a, such a stud. Mm -hmm. Um, And having that tight end one overall means a lot to me. Um, Whereas I think Puka is going to settle in at a level that I think I can replace more easily than the tight end one overall. So crazy as it is, I'm going Sam Laporta. So you do, you do think he's the tight end one overall, huh? It's, it sounds like it's it's not a question for you. I've had this, this argument. So Alan Soslowski has the whole mm-hmm. trade for argument. And it's like, if I'm logically ranking guys, you know, I probably put TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews ahead of Laporta. But it, when it comes down to it on my own dynasty teams, I'm not trading you Laporta for either one of those guys. So I've got to have him ranked as number one. Um, he's he's checking off all the boxes. The guy's a stud. Shout out to our boy, Scott Connor. I know he's a little short in the, as for a tight end for Scott, <laughs> but everything else, he's, he's, he's just incredible. So I love Puka Nakua, but at the end of the day, Laporta is going to be a bigger difference maker for me long-term, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's the key there is is in this format, you're you're making a bet that Sam Laporta is going to be a difference maker in that position, because normally you've got a couple names, you know, Kelsey and Andrews and, you know, Hawkinson performs as well. But and then it just gets so gross and so flat. You've got a million like Goddard's and Ingram's and, and all. But yeah, it's just making a bet um, if Sam Laporta can be a difference maker. And, and I like how you said with Puka. You feel like you'd be able to replace his points more easily. He's more replaceable than a potential, yeah, tight end one in dynasty, or at least a tight end who's got a lot of juice. Yeah, that's, that's nice. You know, when when you've got a a liquid, a liquid asset in the tight end position. So let's get a little baseline on you here, Thea. So how many dynasty leagues do you play in? I am in too many dynasty leagues. I had somebody <laughs> call me out in an FFPC message board i didn't even realize i was in this many i have 29 in ffpc and then i have a few here and there private leagues uh a couple on sleeper a couple on mfl and then one we do on like rts sports which is actually a pretty pretty strong league i'm in so it's it's gone it's gone off the rails it's it's really (laughs) off the rails i had planned on cutting back big time on my dynasty teams but Every time I looked at these teams in the summer, I'm like, I could make money on this team. 
I'm close on this team. I can't get rid of this team. But now that I'm in season, I kind of wish I would have cut it by at least 10%. Sure. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a labor of love and, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And like I always talk about with Dynasty is, you know, you have multiple managers who are not trying to win. So you already have a little bit of an edge if you're going for it. Um, and then you also have people who don't know what they're doing. And I think during the like, during like all like the COVID, you had a bunch of people jumping into Dynasty that maybe right didn't necessarily have a history in it. So I don't know. It's hard to get out of these leagues, but I'm in I'm in way too many. Um, but I love it. It's a it's a year long process, and you know I do a lot of redraft. I do a lot of best ball, but Dynasty is the one that kind of stirs the drink. So what kind of uh what kind of dynasty player are you? You mentioned like aggression and and how some people aren't trying to win. Typically, what is your style? Do you like to consolidate depth and get hammers and try to win it? Like your first, yeah, you, you can have my first. Um, what type of player are you? I'd like to say that I'm kind of open minded and I kind of I won't pigeonhole myself until the startup, and I think the startup will kind of you know sway the way I'm going with it. I like to build well. I don't want to trade, uh, you know, future first unless I unless I have to. Um, so I'd I'd like to say I'm I'm pretty neutral with it, but I do have a couple teams that I've gone for it early on, um, and it and it turns into a kind of a mixed bag. I think you can get greedy during a startup and then kind of regret it a little bit, and then you're kind of playing catch up. I think the the best way of of going about dynasty is not fully win now but win now enough where i'm drafting enough youth i'm having enough trade equity with the picks that i haven't traded away i'm trying to pick up little trades here and there i love listening to scott when scott talks about his theories on on dynasty where you can he like you know the whole scott connor pivot where i could trade you running back for a running back and get your future first and it looks like it's a downgrade right. um i think he's really sharp with that and I think that's kind of what I've tried to do. Um, we've also talked about the fact that once in a while you get into a startup and everyone's trying to trade for first. So maybe it's a, you know, everybody's trying to trade down and get those future first. So those kind of leagues, maybe you get a it's you, maybe you get the edge by actually going for it that year. So I think that you kind of let mm -hmm. your league kind of sway you into the best possible build. Sometimes that turns into not quite a productive struggle, but somewhat productive struggle where I'm collecting picks. Sometimes it means I'm going for it. Uh, and then in terms of trading, I think I'm pretty aggressive with trading. Um, I want to be involved in a lot of trades. I want to be kind of open-minded towards making deals. And yeah, I'm, I'm active. I'm about that life when it comes to Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. What's your, uh, what's your favorite format? So number of teams, super flex, any premiums added? I love tight end premium. I, I've gotten used mm -hmm. to it with the FFPC and then a couple of my other right. leagues are tight end premium. I think tight end premium is kind of like a great equalizer. It makes things a little more competitive. And uh, obviously it, it, it makes the tight end position, you know, way more valuable. You know, I'm, I'm probably less into super flex than, than most managers. I think a lot of, you talk to a lot of people on other podcasts, like super flex is the way they love to go. I kind of like a traditional one quarterback league. That being said, I'm in I'm in a number of super flexes as well. I think they're fun. Probably my favorite format these days is the triflex format at FFPC, which is a start three wide receiver, tight end premium, 1.5 point PPR, 
Uh, it's a super flex. And then you have two extra flexes and you don't have any kickers or defenses in that format. I love, I just love the triflex. It's, right. um, it's been a lot of fun and I've done pretty well in that format. And I think it's just, it's like a perfect way of playing dynasty. Um, you know, I'm a wide receiver guy at heart and mm-hmm. the, the position is definitely more important in triflex. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, it's funny. Shane and I never knew what uh what triflex meant. Shane was always like, "Oh, that means you could start three quarterbacks." But <laughs> but I th- but I think we're we're le- <laughs> we're learning right now that w- what triflex really is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was always I was always like, "Oh yeah, I've got a couple low. I, I played a couple triflexes. No, I played a couple leagues where I can uh where I can start three. Um, okay, so let's uh we got ninety one folks in here joining us. Uh, oh, very you know, nice. on a on a Friday night. Very, very lovely. Hit the like if you are uh, if you are in here. Easiest way to help out the channel. But let's move over to the crowd. What do you say? So we had a question in here from Ethan. He got in at eleven sixteen this morning to throw it in. I always try to hit the uh, hit the early birds. Twelve teams start nine, one QB, one and five start this year. Quarterbacks are Lamar and Kenny Pickett. Wide receivers Tyreek, Lave, Watson, Elijah Moore, Romeo Dubs, Shahid, also OBJ is listed. Running backs Gibbs, uh, Antonio Gibson, Zeke, Gainwell, Charbonnet, Kendra. Tight end, we're looking at Cole Komet, Likely, Mayer, and Chig. The second part is he has 224 firsts and three and 25. The only offers he's gotten for Hill are two firsts and a second uh mid late in 24 or a 24 and 25 first i guess so teams that could do a young wide receiver plus are also bad do i just take the picks or hold out okay so basically it sounds like he's got an offer for tyreek hill it's two firsts and a second and this is his team so if we're trading away a hammer does it make sense it doesn't look like this team can win so well, I would say this. I would say he's got some he's got some outs for next year with Jameer Gibbs, and then we don't know what the future holds. In in two months, we might be looking at Zach Charbonnet and Kendra Miller in a way more positive light. Mm-hmm. Things happen sure. in fantasy football. So I don't know if I'm necessarily gonna get rid of Tyreek Hill for for that, because I think that with this roster, he's one in five now, but with Lamar Jackson, Alave, Tyreek Hill, if those running backs take a take a big step up, then I think his team could turn into a contender next year. Um, if I knew that one of those wide those if I knew that the picks were gonna be a little earlier for Tyreek Hill, I would do it. I just hate the idea of trading Tyreek Hill and ending up with like the 107 and the 108. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily work out where I think Tyreek Hill, the way he looks now, I think he's got two more really, really good years left in him after this season. Um, he's aging very gracefully. He's in a oh, wonderful yeah. system and he's so technically skilled. You know, people look at, you know, the big explosive plays, but he's just so dynamic as a route runner. Um, I think he's really insulated for next year. I mean, there's a scenario where Tyreek Hill is the 101 next year. If he goes for 2,000 smashes, Tua finishes the year healthy and everybody's happy, Miami wins the Super Bowl, he's the 101 next year. You might be able to get more waiting to move Tyreek Hill like during a during your rookie draft 
than necessarily doing it right now, checking out six weeks into the year. Yeah, in that format, 12 teams start nine, one QB. Like you're saying, if if you end up with with later, later firsts, or yeah, even a first that's not what Marvin Harrison Jr., that's not top three, you know, you're 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 taking an L unless unless you hit on those picks. So that may not be the right type of trade yeah. that we'd be uh that we'd be looking at, especially. Let's uh let's answer this one. Um, and then I'm gonna switch topics, talk about good old running backs. John has an inbox trade. So Theo, like it sounds, this is just sitting in sleeper. Let's let's help John make a decision here. 12 team superflex PPR, uh 1.5 for running backs, 2.0 for tight ends, start 10. John says he's rebuilding. Give Laporta, get Garrett Wilson. So here's a good cross-positional one here. I see Noah Blum in the chat. Noah Blum is is a league mate of mine in a couple of leagues, and I split one oh, team nice. with him. And we had this trade, somebody in our league um, who's a very successful dynasty player, he offered up Garrett Wilson for Laporta in an FFPC league. So I was like thinking about this one all day. God, as much as I talked about Sam Laporta, I love Garrett Wilson so much. Right. I'm probably taking the Garrett Wilson side here. Um, I just think Garrett Wilson at the end of the day might be the wide receiver three in Dynasty. And I think he's a difference maker type talent. He's incredibly insulated. So as much as I like Laporta, oh gosh. The two tight ends, uh, the 2.0 two for tight, tight ends and one yeah. in full PPR for Wilson. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot over there. The fact that it's the the two two for tight ends, as much as I love Garrett Wilson, that 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 sort of tight end premium is just wild. I think you gotta lean to Laporta in that one, even though it's it's very painful for me for me to say that one. Yeah, that 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 one's that one's tough. That two I, I agree makes a difference. I guess it comes down to so it's rebuilding. Yeah, I mean both pieces are nice in, in a rebuild too. So yeah. John, this is this is tough because I could go. It sounds like Theo could wake up tomorrow morning and go Garrett Wilson, and then uh, <laughs> you know after a cup of coffee he goes Laporta, and I and I tend to uh, I tend to lean the same way. You're gonna so, have regrets, regrets no matter which way you go in this trade. It's you're it's gonna have a, regrets. You're gonna have regrets, and you'll also it'll also be a win win at the same time. So just look at your roster construction and see what the uh, see what the right move is and your league economy. Like who of those two is going to help you get to an even more premier asset if you wanted to do that? Like of those two, who has the most juice to to move you up? Um, so I was I was teasing. I was going to ask you about running backs. So I guess first off, I'll ask you the question: If if you've listened to us, or I mean, this is this is where content's going anyway. But running backs, it's becoming more and more like a week to week proposition. Yeah. With with injuries, you know, just just the running back landscape in Dynasty is such. It's like, what did you do for me last week, or what are you going to do for me this week? Do you agree with that generally? Do you look at running backs that way too, in terms of your Dynasty rosters? Are they a placeholder? They're serving a purpose to an extent. I think there's certain running backs that are that are special and are more insulated than others, but. I've heard Scott make this this same argument. It's why we're always constantly looking to pivot off of these guys. And there's, yeah, like you said, I mean, guys pop up every single year where they're scoring a lot better than necessarily their their trade equity in Dynasty. Like guys like Kyron Williams, guys like Raheem Mostert, 
it's not just this year. We see it in multiple seasons where uh, you think about like the big four net years uh, in Tampa, how cheap mm-hmm. he was versus his production. I mean, it happens every single year. So I do think to an extent it's correct. That being said, if I have a true difference maker at running back, you know, obviously Bijan, but a Brees Hall, now Jonathan Taylor has the contract. Like I'm not so easily like dismissing what a special thing it is to have those guys. And, right. but I, I, I think there's something to be said with that. And you also have the fact that a lot of fantasy managers do not know how to handle older running backs. The windows have been longer than we thought. And I think I know that there's been a couple of special classes of running back where, you know, it's, it's been atypical, but these guys are, are aging a little more gracefully, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so those guys I can always go and get, cause some managers are just going to get rid of them because of the AJ Peck. So I think that that sort of mentality about running backs kind of not mattering in dynasty and wide receivers being so much more valuable. I think there's a lot of dynasty managers who have that theory and, uh, I don't know if I'm quite there yet, but I'm I mostly agree with yeah. it in theory. Yeah, I agree with you too. There's there's a couple of difference makers at, at the position. It's almost like kind of like tight ends. You know, if you have the top two or three, then then you're happy. You've got a you've got a hammer, but other than that, it can it can get it's very fluid, it can get flat and you know, injuries, all of that. But I guess I'm trying to figure out what's next, right? Because ev- everybody like in our leagues and, and you may experience this too, but you try to move off of a uh, top tier running back and tear down and get a first on top. And people just aren't biting because people are starting to all think that running backs are, you know, that soccer or scary. So what's next? I mean, is the market going to overcorrect or what's going to be the new angle that we could look at with dynasty? That's a great, great question. Um, I don't know if they're necessarily... I, I think when you start overcomplicating matters and trying to look for angles in like these startups, I think that the you know the the angle that we've seen recently is everybody wants to move back and collect future first. I think as we move along, that's going to continue being a thing. And you're also going to see the running back position kind of de-emphasized. So you could potentially trade down and end up with two hammer running backs in a startup way more easily than you could have in years past. It's a more dangerous build because like you said, you know, the lasting value of these running backs, you you know, it shortens your window, you know, maybe. Um, And it also makes it so you don't get access to these true difference makers at wide receiver in theory. But I think that's going to kind of be the case. You saw it a little bit this year in redraft where the wide receiver position became so emphasized that certain managers were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be okay with this. I'm going to go running back, running back. It's kind of burned them in redraft. But I think in, in dynasty, in theory, it could have worked. Like you saw where a Brees Hall was falling in dynasty startups this summer. You saw where Ken Walker was falling in dynasty uh, startups this summer. Travis Etienne was falling and falling in these dynasty startups. So I think that could be a thing this summer where people want to zig where others zag. Again, it's a more dangerous way to do startups, but at the end of the day, you might be in a position to win your league for the first two years if you end up with two of these 20-point-per-game running backs that are like unicorns. And in years past, you wouldn't have been able to do that in a startup. 
Right. Yeah. Th- this year I had a couple startups and and one of them in particular, I always think about is our dynasty trades in five listener league, the squirt league. And I just went YOLO with it and it like Travis Kelsey and, you know, McCaffrey, all that. And it didn't start off well. Eckler as well. Like, you know, just, just some monsters like drafted a lot of points, but then with injuries and all, it's like, man, that that's why these builds can go very, yeah. very wrong. If, if you don't, uh, if you don't have it tight, like my wide receivers suck in that in that league brutal brutal um go get so, yourself let, a, go get yourself a feeling for a month yeah, get, yeah go get yourself i know a right yeah i i know it's it's such a crazy game man uh what was i gonna ask you well let's see running back wise then with this tier down so we had asked this the other day it was jameer gibbs and a mid 24 first or Brees hall and a 25 second gosh I wish you would have asked me that like a month ago. I would have been all over the the Jameer Gibbs side. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm uh, people might get angry at this in the chat, but I think I might still be on the Gibbs side. I still believe in Gibbs. I still think Gibbs is going to happen. And I talked about this on Sonic Truth today. Like, I love, love, love Brees Hall, but last year he gave us 16 points per game. Now he's had these back to back like 20 plus point per game weeks but he's still probably going to end up like a 15, 16 point per game guy. So for him to be the dynasty RB two, but give me a 16 point per game production for a year and a half, I'm not sure. And I think at the end of the day, Gibbs is going to, I truly believe in Gibbs pass catching ability. I I think he's going to end up being a very, very valuable player for us in fantasy. And then I get that extra first on top. So have at it guys i'm i'm turning down i'm turning down <laughs> Brees hall for for gibbs in that first that's a really really tough trade though uh to accept right now i think I'm, i have a lot more gibbs than i do hall mm-hmm. in dynasty and i think if somebody wants to offer me a hall i might might consider it just to kind of to even out but i still sure. believe in gibbs i really hope gibbs comes out and has himself a, a sunday we need we need some positive vibes us Jameer Gibbs, uh, dynasty managers. We, we do. We do. Let me ask you this, Theo. So I know you do a sleeper show and you're looking more deep, deep sleepers, but let me ask you in terms of wide receivers, we have that tier and I don't have a list in front of me, but think of the, what, like, like Hollywood, uh, Judy, do to do Debo, I guess not the top two or three tier wide receivers, but that just that clunky, like gross spot who is going to make a, who's going to make a rise. Is there any player in particular you like? Well, I've seen, this is one player that I've seen kind of all over the place in, in people's rankings. I mean, he's, he's not low anywhere, but I don't think the market has kind of moved on Brandon. Ayuk yet. Mm-hmm. Like I think Brandon, Ayuk is closer to being a, you know, wide receiver, 12 overall than he is being wide receiver 26 overall and i think the market is is kind of him and debo in some dynasty rankings are like literally neck and neck i know at player profiler we have Ayuk and debo close i just think by the end of the year brandon Ayuk is going to move up and that would be a guy that i would try to you know find my way to add uh in as many leagues as possible he seems to have a real connection with purdy he seems to have the most spike week potential and these hits are really starting to catch up with Debo Samuel, where Debo Samuel is 28 and a little bit over 28, but it's a, it feels like a 28 that's taken a lot of knocks. And his style of play 
it's that style of play where he's constantly trying to get the yak. He's fighting through tackles that I worry about. So I, I think Ayuk would be the one I try to get. There's a great argument for Hollywood Brown, but Hollywood Brown does, you know, with the Kyler Murray coming back and Hollywood Brown was wide receiver six through six weeks uh, last season with, with when he, you know, when D hops wasn't there. So the idea is if he gets this target share with Kyler, you know, Hollywood's the guy you want to go get. I don't know. Cause Hollywood doesn't have the contract insulation. So sure. for me, it's, it's Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's the one I want to go get in a bunch of leagues. Um, I traded one Brandon Ayuk this past off season and, and I regret it all the time. Do you so, recall the trade? I do. I traded him for James Cook and the 201 in an FFPC league. Okay. And I took Kendra Miller at the 201. That could have been, and I have a ton of A-chain. Like, I'm an A-chain guy. But I tried to get nice. a little bit of Kendra as well uh, right in that range. Um, and it's TBD on that trade. I But if I could do it over again, I would have liked, you know, holding on to, to Ayuk in that league. Just It just looks so good to me. So... Achan, uh, he was obviously smashing, and now he's uh, now he's injured. He st- still seems to have a, a pretty solid market, but let's say in a trade here, and we'll assume again the twelve team PPR uh, start ten. Would you go Achan or Devonte Smith and a second? I'm going Achan. I think he's awesome, and um, I love Devonta Smith. But what we've seen this year is we've seen a coordinator change in Philadelphia, and we've seen A.J. Brown way more targeted, way more alpha-like, way less gray area between like a 1A and 1B. It's definitely a 1 and a 2. Um, I think Devonta Smith is is very, very good. I don't think he'll ever be wide receiver 1 overall territory. I think A-Chain could be running back 1 overall if he can stay healthy. He's so explosive. I think that we haven't really seen the pass catching ability kind of un- unleashed because Miami really hasn't needed to do it. They've been in control of all these right. games. And I think that's in his back pocket. So I'm going to take the, I think I'm going a chain in that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't, uh, I don't blame you. It's I, I had in the past sent out, or I sent out a bunch of a chain offers when he was at his peak. And then I, I had to pull a couple of them. I got like stage fright, like for JSN straight up. And I was like, wait, I can do more than that. And then I put it out for, for Waddle. And it's like, ah, that might like piss the other person off. Like Waddle's probably a little higher, more, more valued, but my head was all over the place on a chain. It's like, what do I trust the process and tear off of them? Or is this guy like legit? He's um he's a tricky one. He's a this unicorn. one, yeah, he is. This one is uh is an interesting question from Ethan twenty two. It's a twelve team superflex PPR non tight end premium four point per passing touchdown start nine trade Lamar for the one hundred one. So yeah, I mean yeah, you you think Lamar or or Caleb is how you look at that, but it's Lamar or the one hundred one still. So what are you doing there? I might take the 101. Um, I wish we had a little bit more context to his team. But at the end of the day, the 101 is the 101. And this is going to be a year where the Superflex 101 is worth a ton. Either Caleb Williams is worth... Like, during the draft, I could pivot over and trade that 101 and get a really great quarterback. Maybe not necessarily Lamar, but I could get another really, like, high-end quarterback 
plus a starting positional player easily because I think at right. the end of the day, the scenario is either the one, either Caleb Williams is one of the most valuable one-on-ones we've seen in Superflex in a long time, For or sure. somebody like Drake May is just explodes so much throughout the season that they've passed him by, and then that would be just wild. Um, I don't know. I might lean to the one-on-one. I, I, I love Lamar Jackson, though. This is a really, really tough one. It it is a tough one, and the the four point per passing touchdown definitely comes into play. I guess Caleb like moves around a little bit too. Not but... like not like Lamar, but yeah, you know, exactly. Like... Yeah, as as Oppor- long as Oppor- yeah, he's like more opportunistic <laughs> scrambling than than Lamar. But yeah, Caleb is gonna he's gonna run for some yards for sure. Hmm. We were doing a a spamathon, or Shane, Scott, and myself were doing a just a trade barrage. Right. We were just sending out just trade after trade after trade. And it was a good exercise because I looked, I got a high level look at my leagues. And one thing I noticed is you really have to keep track of, you know, your leagues where it's max points for and all, because these teams have been really paying attention and they're tanking and you look at it and you're like, man, my team is kind of trashy. And the best I can do right now is the 104. Like 101, two, and three are spoken for. I couldn't blow my team up enough and be able to catch those picks. So that was just kind of a, that, that's something if you're playing in a bunch of leagues, do a little peeksy. See, see what you, uh, see what you limited yourself to, like I did in a couple spots. But I think unfortunately, I'm going to have some Caleb on my, on my teams, fortunately or unfortunately next. Fortunately, year. definitely yeah, fortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably fortunately. Uh, so let's go to this. I am going to, um, I'm going to switch topics here and then we'll get back to Dynasty, obviously. But we have a, we have a bunch of listeners and, uh, and supporters. Tons of folks, obviously, in, in the community are into content creation, getting started with content creation. Tell me about your uh, your journey to where you stand now with Player Profiler, man. What, what okay? Did it look so like? I I I started I started out like really grinding. Um, I I'll give a shout out to you know people know Matt Kelly and they know Nate Liss when they think of Player Profiler, like back in the day. But Ryan Lopes was my guy. And Ryan Lopes, we interacted on Twitter, and I had some success as a high-stakes fantasy player. I had done well in some NFFC leagues. I was starting to get, get active with you know, social media, and I started writing for the Breakout Finder. And the Breakout Finder, um, I started writing more and more, and then I did a waiver wire column on the Breakout Finder. Then I started out podcasting a little bit with the GOAT District, and then that became mm-hmm. a lot with the GOAT District. And player profiler just kept getting more and more responsibilities um, and more and more opportunities. And it's just kind of taken off. It was like one of those things where like, I think everybody's got kind of a different story with content creation and fantasy football. But I want to say like, I really, really grinded uh, to kind of get to the opportunities I have now um, where I'm able to podcast with people like yourself um, and able to write articles people read and people watch my like sleepers video and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't take it for granted, but I'll say that I still think of myself as like a, a player first where I, I don't know if necessarily everybody who's does content creation thinks like that, right? Where I made my bones playing and making money in fantasy football. And I think that's always how I want my reputation to lie. And if I'm able to help other people um, or at least entertain other people, if you think my takes are wrong, then I think mm-hmm. that that's uh, that's something I don't take for granted. But 
shout out to Ryan Lopes. I always I always take Ryan Lopes whenever I get an opportunity because that guy did great work at Player Profiler and Breakout Finder. And obviously Matt Kelly um, and Nate List did so much with the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast. Um, I'm honored to be able to podcast on that now. Um, and a shout out to the Goat District guys who give me the opportunity to podcast. And I did it and I loved it. And I just, it's been, you know, something that it's like I go about my day and I'm usually recording at some point. So that's just kind of where we're at. Yeah. And I, I popped that up. Nate Liss is in the house. I, I oh, had shout him out to on. Nate Liss. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, he's the man. He was on, yeah. uh, he was on with us uh, a couple months ago or something like that. Yeah. Lots of, lots of folks point to, uh, to your Sonic Truth show uh, back in the day. They're like, man, that was one of the OG, like awesome, uh, awesome shows. Yeah. Um, what was I, uh, what else was I going to ask you on that? So if somebody is a new or aspiring content creator, what would you recommend? It sounds like you just hustle, but anything in terms of like making sure you're niche down or like, where do you see things going? How is somebody going to get an edge? You have to write, you have to write. There's all kinds of more opportunities than when I started. You have people who are very good at TikTok, very good at Instagram, um, you know, very good at Twitter, but at the end of the day, you've got to write. And I think that a lot of these, a lot of people don't understand writing in fantasy football is something where I can write a good article and then not write anything else for six weeks. And that doesn't really do anything. I think that you've got to be able to consistently write and be able to consistently write quickly. That's the one thing that doing these waiver wire articles for all these years, I have no turnaround time. I've got to be able to write it. It's got to be able to be something that people are going to enjoy and also read. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that at the end of the day, you've got to be able to write. So um, if anybody's like a really aspiring person in this, you know, fantasy football uh, space mm -hmm. and they're looking for a great opportunity to write, same thing that, you know, Ryan Lopes did for me back in the day, shoot me a DM on Twitter. I'll read your stuff and I'll tell you whether, whether I think it's good or not. And there's going to be somebody like me who's willing to do that. Um, I think that fantasy football, there's no limit to good content. Like there really isn't. If something's good, people are going to read it and enjoy it. If it's podcast good, it's not like, you know, we're going to say, oh my God, I have 10 podcasts I listen to, even though this podcast is so, so good, I'm going to completely ignore it. No, this space has like more and more room for really good stuff to come out. So that would be my biggest advice is put put a right. pen on paper or start typing. See if you can write a two-page article. If you're very, very passionate about Dynasty, write about your Dynasty buys and sells or write about something that kind of differentiate yourself. Sure. And then also I think don't be, don't try to be somebody else. Like I think that's one thing you guys do so well and I think we do really well is I think we're genuinely ourselves. Right. Some of these, some people will come in and try to be, you know, Evan Silva, you're never going to be Evan Silva, be yourself and have your own edge and come out with good content. No, well put. Let me, let me ask you this. So you had mentioned how you're in the trenches and, and we are too. That's, that's something we, we take pride in. We are doing exactly what we're saying. You know, yeah. we're, we're not dynasty. What is a uh, Ray has a good thing. Like fantasy frauds. We're not fantasy frauds. It's like but the trainer at the gym telling people what to do and the guy can't bench there's no yeah, armchair yeah, right. there's no armchair experts in dynasty yeah. in dynasty you're either about the life or you're not about the life so with that being said we see on twitter and and just on social media on youtube 
uh, very shallow advice. So not only will it be advice. So I'm, I'm not, we aren't a buy, sell or ranking show. I completely respect all content creators and anybody who wants to do that. I, I totally, I totally get it, but there is a lot of content out there now that they don't have format when they're answering a trade question. It's just very hollow, shallow, uh, superficial advice. Does this kind of stuff, are you fearful? Do you think when we die, when, when us old folk, Theo, are, are gone, <laughs> what is the what is the space going to look like? I think there's always going to be sharp people. I think that there's kind of a, like we always make the joke, it's like, these guys are recommending somebody as like a waiver wire ad that you were drafting in like the 12th round. These guys are recommending trades. You could never, ever, ever pull off. Those kind of things are always going to exist. There's always going to be like the counselor out there. Mm -hmm. But I do think that I do think that there's like sharp people are going to keep popping up. I, I don't know if I, I think the future is going to look like it does now. I think that there's TikTok's going to make things a little bit more, I think TikTok kind of changes things a little bit. Instagram kind of changes things a little bit where it's a little bit more like short form content. Um, people yeah. will, like will have that. I think there'll be more of those. But at the end of the day, a really good podcast, a really good article, those things are not going to go away um, no matter how weird like the, the the come up ideas are. Right. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where I was, I mentioned that to, to Nate list the other day. We're like, let's keep preaching the the good word, keep preaching the process gospel, you know, having context to, uh, to answers now. Uh, okay. Let's put, uh, I just see something here. Why aren't the super chats on? Yeah. I don't necessarily like to do super chats on, uh, on the collaboration streams. Uh, so mystic flame, go ahead and put, you said you would answer this and I'll put it up on the screen. Okay. I saw one here. It was, uh, it was Garrett Wilson. Now, here we go. From Dominic Anthony, 12-team Superflex start 10. Team is a contender. Quarterbacks are Goff, Burrow, Purdy. Running back, CMC, Ford, Charbonnet. NERB on a 53. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Flowers, Myers, Jacoby Myers, T. Higgins, and Godwin. Tight end, just Schultz. Traded my 24 and 26 first, Ridley. For Amon Ra St. Brown, too much. I don't so it's think a contender. So. so a late yeah. 24 first and then a 26 and Ridley. That's I don't that I don't think cheap. that's I don't think that's a bad trade at all. I think you got a great asset in Amon Ra St. Brown. Um, you know, Ridley is worse than I, I could have imagined. So you you got rid of a, <laughs> a big name there. Um, and then that 26 first. I'm not worried about that 26 first because you've got a team that can can win the next two seasons um, and have an A.J. Brown, have an Amon Ross St. Brown. That's that's a loaded team. I, you did not make a, a mistake there. That's a very good trade. No, very good indeed. So Noah uh, has a question here, and I see Triflex in it. So here we go. Bijan round two or A-Chan round one. Top four in my inbox, Friday Night Dilemma, Triflex. So what does I'm this even mean first off here in, in it means flex? It so essentially it's a, a super flex question. So it's a super flex question. You're you're saying Bijan Robinson and a random second or A chan and a first and, and and a first, but a top four first. So access to May, Williams, Harrison. I don't know if Bowers lands well, he could be there or another quarterback. Um okay. 
that's a really tough one. I I still want to say the Bijan side. I think Bijan is just so insulated right now. Yeah. Um, he's worth so, so much. I'm probably going to go the Bijan side, but I don't know if that's a, a process mistake in a, in a super flex year where I'm going to get a top four pick. Plus I'm getting a running back who might outscore Bijan, um, you know, for the rest of the season when, when he comes back, provided he didn't lose a step with the injury. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, no, I hear, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, just... that's a tough one, man. <laughs> that is a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm going to pull up uh, the StreamYard giveaway tool. So everybody in the audience, if you type in hashtag Theo, so hashtag T-H-E-O, all lowercase, um, I'll hit the drawing and we'll select someone. You'll name a player, an offense or something, and, and Theo will talk about uh, his dynasty value. We'll wrap about that players dynasty value so got two entries in so far hashtag theo all right so let's keep on uh let's keep on moving here um do to do where was it i just had it start theo not on my when i have shane with me he's so underrated theo so he does all the starring on the super streams and i can kind of just you know work off of a list but i have uh i have no shane i have no shane it makes it's, me sad i i know the feeling because i do podcasts with you know, co-hosts and then you do it by yourself, do it by yourself. You're like hitting all the buttons. It's, uh, it's way, it's way more stressful and, and way it more is. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, um, here's Kugski and that's, uh, that's Gardner Minshew in that picture, actually, Theo. That's, okay. uh, yeah, I thought that was Kugski for a while. I was like, oh man, he's this like ripped guy with a sword. I was like, rock on. Yeah. Uh, but no, Kugski is a man in our Patreon, in our discord. Thank you, Kugski. 12 team, uh, start 10, super flex, PPR, no premium, five and one, first in points four. Quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Goff, CJ Stroud. Wide receivers, Tyreek, Garrett Wilson, IU, Kirk, Dotson. Running backs, Ramondre, Achan, Ford, B Rob, Pacheco. Tight end, uh, Sam Laporta, Ingram. So the trade is give Stroud, Garrett Wilson, and a 25 first get josh allen and stefan diggs i i think i am going to go allen and diggs on this one because i'm five and one i'm gonna go for the money and josh allen as much as i love cj stroud and i think cj stroud you're ranking him somewhere right outside the 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 truly elite tier um you know call him somewhere around quarterback six in dynasty Josh Allen is just that guy. And Josh Allen could end up being yeah. quarterback one again this year. Plus I get the digs. So, so Stroud in a first for Allen is a good question in itself. And then I also get the the fact that I'm getting digs this year instead of having Garrett Wilson as a high end wide receiver two with his quarterback downgrade. I'm going to get Stefan Diggs, who's going to challenge for wide receiver one overall. And I also get right. that correlation play. I'm probably leaning into the Allen and Diggs side um, and going for the money. I agree. I agree. I like it. I like it because you're get, getting rid of uh, Garrett Wilson. Obviously, he's a an asset, a young wide receiver. But you do have Ayuk, um, Dotson, meh. Christian Kirk is solid. He'll he'll be worth more on your roster than uh, than he'll ever be on the trade market. But yeah, I like that. It's it's a that's an alpha move. Let's let's get that stack and and try to win the win the ship, win some money. 
All right, so let's run this uh, this drawing here on the giveaway tool. Twenty four entries. We'll share the screen. It makes it uh, it makes it more fun. So share this Streamyard giveaway tool. I see somebody in the chat. Am I a Tank Bigsby guy? I I don't hate Tank Bigsby. I didn't know I was a Tank Bigsby like guy though. I have to look in the uh, in the community tab to somebody said ask Theo if and I that's all I saw on like the preview. But we're gonna hit draw here. Uh, the winner, he or she is going to have a, a player or a, an offense or something for Theo to talk about. Okay, let's see here. The winner, Michael Hergot, H-E-R-G-O-T-T. Michael, put in the uh, put in the chat uh, what player you would like us to discuss. So we'll stop sharing. You ever use that tool, Theo? No, the it's, tool? it's super awesome, though. It's It's pretty slick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your okay. tool is now our tool because I'm going to take that with me uh, when I leave by, Dynasty Trades in five. But by all means, it's streamyard.com like slash giveaway or something like that. That's very cool. Yeah, it is cool. So yeah, it was Michael. If you're still in here, uh, drop in a drop in a player. Okay. In the meantime, uh, here we go. Perfect. Pittman. Michael Pittman. Go ahead, Theo. I love this one. I, I wrote about Michael Pittman in my I do this two minute drill article. Um, which is like my biggest fantasy takeaways. And Pittman right now is on pace for 190. And correct me, I might be off by a, a target or two, but he's on pace for 190 targets. And this is a guy who's a, just a target magnet. And I think he's very underrated in that sense. I actually had a couple of Michael Pittmans that I that I pivoted over to like the Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison's, and I felt super sharp doing it. Now I feel like it, it could just be a, it's like a flip a coin whether I'm going to be happy with that right. in two years because Pittman has, he's coming off of uh, multiple games this year with double digit targets. Like we're talking about a guy that's had 160 target season, I believe 145 to 150 target season as well. And now you're looking at a, a season where he's going to top that he's getting truly elite target numbers. And I'm very, very sad that we don't get to see Anthony Richardson out on the field. I know, but right? It's it's completely depressing. <laughs> you know, we're, we're it's it's terrible. Anthony Richardson was a guy that when we're doing the the dynasty rank as a player profile, like I'm pounding the table, move him up, move him up, move him up, and then this injury and it makes you think of guys like RG three who just couldn't right. stay on the field. But that being said, they're passing a little bit more now, and Minshew was terrible last week and still passed for over 300 yards. <laughs> and Pittman is as locked in as it gets. When you look at wide receiver twos and target share and total targets, Michael Pittman is way up there. So I'm I'm big on Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman is an underrated dynasty asset. Um, you know, when you talk about that that tier of wide receivers that's kind of like all the same. I, I, Michael Pittman's showing it season after season that he's going to have at the end of this year, he'll have three about 150 target seasons under his belt. I mean, that's, that's substantial. And, um, you know, when Anthony Richardson does come back next year, you're going to see the redraft, um, you know, price for Pittman adjusted this year. He fell way, way too much. He's mm -hmm. a, he's a steal. Um, but I believe in him and I believe in his ability to to just siphon targets. And he's a it's a, a receiver with size that's getting well targeted. Um, I'm big into Michael Pittman. So how about this? CD Lamb or Michael Pittman and Ken Walker? 
Michael Pittman and Ken Walker. Easy. Fairly easy. I think yeah. CeeDee Lamb is definitely the best talent of the three, but Michael Pittman is going to give me high-end wide receiver two production. He's young enough. And then Ken Walker is a potential top five running back this season, and he's gained dynasty value since the start of the year. Yeah, I agree. So here was the question from the community tab. Does Theo believe in Rashad White long-term? I just traded a 25-second and Trey McBride for him. That's the sort of trade that I think you could get away with with White. White was a guy that during the summer we moved up. We were like, you know, we had Jared Smola on First Class Fantasy, Billy Muzio and I, this uh, this past week. And Jared was very high on Rashad White as well this summer. Billy and I were high on Rashad White. Matt Kelly's high on Rashad White this summer. It's been very disappointing. I don't think it's yes, going to really happen. And I think Rashad White is still insulated like a low-end RB2. And we've seen the receiving ability last year. So he's not going to like disappear off the earth. But he's just not nearly as explosive as I thought he was going to be. He's not nearly as efficient as I thought he was going to be. And... I had Jim Coventry of Rotowire make some sicko comment this week that he thinks Chase Edmonds, when he comes back, is going to cut into Rashad White. And that just made me like completely <laughs> sick Gross. to my stomach. But in non tight end premium, going with McBride in a second for White, it's probably even because at the end of the day, Rashad yeah. White could end up somewhere in RB2 land. He's not like young, young, but he's young enough. Uh, and he has that receiving ability, but it's it's just never going to happen to the point that I thought it could have. For sure. Dynasty Daddy's in the house. Happy Friday, Dynasty Daddy. David Ross is. That's a nice platform, by the way. Dynasty-daddy.com. You should check it out. Um, I'm going to do another giveaway right now. So this is going to be, I'm going to give out a t-shirt. I did this the other day. We're going to give away a process over players t-shirt right here from our merch store. Yeah, we're, we're a big deal now. Theo, we have a merch store and a Patreon. Can you believe that? Oh, I love it. Must rock. Uh, let's go back to uh, let's go back to the giveaway tool here. So hashtag um, let's do hashtag Shane in all lowercase, and this is going to be a process over players T-shirt drawing. So hashtag S H A N E all lowercase start collecting. Okay. All right, Theo. We will go. Are you good for like another ten? 15 minutes is that where I got no I got nowhere else to go my wife yeah. is already asleep so oh, I'm, nice. I'm 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 here man I'm here nice yeah we have 142 people hanging out with us these are hardcore dynasty fans if you're uh talking talking dynasty on a, on a Friday night right oh, I love it yeah we're cooler than everybody else who's out partying and you know doing this and that bunch of squares <laughs> those guys yeah, you're one pathetic loser yeah that's uh, right yeah Okay, we already have a lot of hashtag Shanes. People want this process over player shirt. Let's put up Chad's question here. Theo, 12-team Superflex, start 10 PPR. Opponent is looking to tank and wants his 2024 first and second back. Currently the 101 and, or I'm sorry, 102 and 202. Would you trade them back for Herbert? Current QBs are Watson, Kyler, and Bryce Young. So the 102 and the 202 for Justin Herbert, I'm probably doing that. I think yeah. Justin Herbert is locked in. I don't really have any question marks about Justin Herbert. Um, and we might actually be happier when Justin Herbert gets a head coach that can win some games next year too. 
So there's that, that like kind of nice. unknown, unknown factor. So I, I'm taking the Justin Herbert side as much as I love the 102 this year. Justin Herbert's a stud. He is a stud. This is a question for you. So he would be left with Herbert, Watson, Kyler, and Bryce Young. Okay, so so a nice QB room there. I'd like to have, I mean, sure, I'd like to look down and have a QB room like this, but I personally have always struggled when I have a nice stable like this to trade them away. You say to the league, like, hey, I've um I'm able to trade you a QB without getting one in return, you know. So I'm gonna need to get a little bit of a tax for that. But that's just it, it's almost like the league freezes you out or they don't let you trade one of those quarterbacks. Do you have luck moving a quarterback if you've got four strong ones and getting proper value? I think that the move is probably to try to get draft pick equity. If your league doesn't pay well for the quarterbacks in terms of player for player and won't overpay for like a guy like a, a Watson or a Kyler Murray or Bryce Young for that matter, then I might look to trade those guys for the, I think that at the end of the day, the 101 and 102 are going to be super, super valuable. But when we get to the 103 and I have access, actually Marvin Harrison juniors, the, the, at the 103, even in super flex this year. So I'm looking at the 104, seeing if they'll make a trade. I'm probably looking to reclaim some of the draft capital that I've traded to get Herbert. Um, and I might be willing to kind of sit on it and see if somebody gets an injury um, and things change throughout the season. But I'm not going to force a, a trade if I'm not going to get the the kind of the proper value back. Right. Yeah. This is one of the ones you look at it and you're like, uh, do I need it? No, it's like, just hit accept. Just, just figure it out later. Like the value on Herbert. Like, what are you trying to get at, at 102? You're trying to get Justin Herbert. Yeah. So. So yeah. Okay. Let's go to um let's go to Wayne here and then I'm gonna move topics a little bit. 10 team, one QB, start 10, PPR, uh, trade T and a late 24 first for Amon Ra and a 25 second. We'll call it mid. I'm defending champ with Tyreek, Cup, Keenan, DJ Moore, etc. I'm making this trade. I think T Higgins is a is a difficult player to gauge right now. I don't think the market for T Higgins uh is that strong. And if I'm moving T Higgins with like the the 108 and I'm getting back the the 2025 is kind of the 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 change here, but at the end of the day I'm still getting a mid 2025 second um so I'm going to get a second back on top, but I'm getting that elite wide receiver for a wide receiver that's kind of a you know really glorified wide receiver too with kind of alpha tendencies the the devil's advocate is t higgins lands perfectly and gains a bunch of value as somebody's wide receiver one but there's no guarantees for that so give me amon Ra. give me the sun god in most sun god trade questions i'm just gonna yeah. pick amon ross st brown and i'm not gonna look too too bad no he's he's so good I, i've got him in a in a few leagues and a couple in particular they're those leagues where you get first down bonuses and, and things like that, like the tiered PPR, it's the the Amon Ra's are like the gold. In those did you types see? Of did you see the, the, him speaking German? No, no. Did he cross German they're, they're, speaking too? They're they're playing in in Germany, and there people are asking him questions. And whether it was asked in English or German, he was answering in German. And I don't speak any German, but his German was excellent. Was like fantastic. <laughs> it was really good. Like really good German. Um, he wasn't slow with his responses. Like you're on vacation and you're trying to speak a foreign language. Like he was sounded like he, I, I wonder the story with that. Uh, but Amon Ross St. Brown 
spoke German very, very well. It's like <laughs> this guy, there's nothing this guy can't do. He's so good. It's now so you just went up it's an extra a, third. You know, it's, it's an extra 100%. third. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Pacheco video where he was dancing in the locker room. It's like, oh, his cost just went up by by yeah. a second or a third. Once you once that, that was posted. Yeah, you, you want that guy on your roster. Uh Adam OTC says, weird question incoming. So they know that weird like draws my attention and gets uh gets things started. So here we go. Midseason redraft with keepers drafting after week seven. Lamar in the first or ETN in the fourth. Super flex, it's a 0.25 point per carry. PPR, tight end premium, 10 team start 10. What do you think here, Theo? I think I'm taking ETN in the fourth. ETN right now looks just so locked in. It looks good. Um, he looks great. And I know that it's it's kind of like, are we chasing touchdowns? Yeah, but he's scoring two every week. And they're also using him as a receiver, which they didn't do last year. So, like, you tell me I can get that in the fourth. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking ETN in the fourth. I think that's that's fantastic value. Nice. Lucifer. So, hopefully, you see, I see this message here. I included my team above, but I'll ask a specific question. So, I think this is your team. And then we'll move over to the other one. 12-team uh, half PPR, super flex, tight end premium, start 10. Josh Allen, Jordan Love, Russ Wilson, uh, Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Ayuk, Mike Evans, Jacoby, Garrett Wilson, Nuke, running backs. We're looking at CMC, Javante, Mixon, handcuffs, tight end, Michael Mayer, Higby, and Joku, Fanton, Otten. All picks, any moves or stay put. Well, his move that he's asking about is would you trade Russ and Garrett Wilson um, in in my case, to get someone like Trevor Lawrence. So you're giving Russ Wilson and Garrett Wilson for Trevor Lawrence. I, who are his quarterbacks? Let me see his quarterbacks one more time. Yeah, Josh Allen, Jordan Love, and uh, Russ Wilson. And he's got Cup, A.J. Brown, Ayuk, Mike Evans, Jacoby Myers. He's got D-Hops. I don't know if it's if it's necessary um, but yeah, I think if you could, if you, if you have Trevor Lawrence with Josh Allen and then you have Jordan love, you don't have to worry about the quarterback position for a long, long time. As yep. hard as it is to move on from Garrett Wilson, going from Russell Wilson to Lawrence, I have way more questions answered uh, for the next few years. And it's, it stinks losing Wilson, but I'm so set at quarterback that I'll be able to take shots on a lot of wide receivers. Do you think uh, Trevor Lawrence looks? Uh, Shane asked the other day. He's like, "Does Lawrence look special to you? How does he look to you?" Uh, the, Theo? the question. No, he doesn't. And the question is that maybe he topped out. I think last year might have been kind of like what we're like. Last year we thought that was like a glimpse into you know the future and maybe like a sneak preview to this year him being like a top five quarterback. I don't think that's the case. I think he's a guy that's going to be like quarterback eight to quarterback twelve level every year in the preseason and does he hit it or not? Um, he could have an outlier year where he sneaks into like a top five, top four season. But I think the other question is it's CJ Stroud or, or Trevor Lawrence, like CJ Stroud in such a short sample size, uh, we might be taking over Trevor Lawrence. We haven't made that switch in the dynasty rankings. We want to see Stroud play like, you know, a few more weeks and we right. can't take away Lawrence's season. He had last year. But at the end of the day, I just I don't think he's special. He's a very good player that's going to be a starting quarterback for a long, long time. There's value in that. That's it. But, yeah. him, 
but he's not elite. He's not, he's not Justin Herbert. So uh, just a reminder, hashtag Shane in lowercase. We're about to do the uh, the process of our players t-shirt uh, t-shirt drawing. Uh, but Zach, real quick, while we wait for that, 10 team, one QB, start eight, half PPR. So super shallow here. Uh, inbox offer. Give QJ and a 25 second receive Hollywood Brown. I'm, I'm probably doing it now. Um, I have big worries about QJ after he doesn't see, you know, increased usage after the bye week. I think that's always like a big red flag for me when these teams have a bye week to kind of get it together and self scout. And we don't see an increase in usage. Um, like JSN, we saw an increase in usage. There's a hope and silver lining. I think getting out of QJ, um, it might be the move, even though it's such a short sample size. I, I, I got some red flags. Yeah, that's in in that format. That's that's almost like a uh, like a swap QJ for for Hollywood. So I would I would do that. But yeah, I, I mean, QJ is going to be like one of those Jameson, or I mean, not even quite like Jameson Williams type players. But there's always going to be that like you want to have a couple shares because if something happens, there's going to be that value bump. You know, yeah. it's not going to be a completely dead asset. Cute. Quentin Johnson would have been a lot more valuable in Dynasty right now if he would have just got caught gambling in August and been suspended <laughs> for the season. Right, right. He'd be worth so much more. You'd be like, give me that QJ. I'm going to hold him for next year when he comes back and is like a 15-point-per-game scorer. Now it's like you've seen it and, you know, Mike Williams goes down, which is, is we're not rooting for injuries, yeah, but we're rooting for opportunities. And he gets the opportunity and he's way, way, way behind Palmer. Palmer looks so much better than him too. Um yeah. So I don't know <laughs> that that's so that's so true. The if, if we hadn't seen him, he would have value insulation. That's how uh, that's how Trey Lance was for a minute there. Yeah. You know, he, he was just waiting and just just holding value. So I'm sharing this screen now. Hopefully you can see it. Uh, this is for the process over players T-shirt. Let's hit draw. All right. Who's going to win this sucker? Lithium, you are the winner of the process over players t-shirt. Do me a favor. Um, now email me clay at dynasty trades saying you are the t-shirt winner. And, uh, and that way I won't, uh, won't forget about you. So we'll stop sharing this screen here. And then, um, Theo, let's just, uh, let's just knock out two more. What do you think? Yeah, sure. All right. And then, um, okay, let's go to Mark Wilson here to do, do, do because Mahomes was in there. That tends to grab my attention as well. 10-team Superflex, start 11, half PPR. Trade my Mahomes for his Stroud, JSN, and a 24 first. I wish we knew how early this 2024 first was. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I'm going to take the Mahomes side. Mahomes and Superflex is usually the correct answer and just go with it. What if it's early? What if it's not the 101, but I mean, 102 or so 103? I could get, if I could get, if I knew it was going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., Stroud, and JSN, I'm probably doing that side. Um, or if I knew it was going to be, you know, op, uh, an opportunity to get a May or, or Caleb Williams, then I'm probably going to do that. Um, but the answer would still probably be Mahomes um, because he's Mahomes. He's going to be the 101 in Superflex startups and he's insulated and he's still not old uh, but yeah give me the package if you if you're telling me that's going to be like a top three maybe a top four super flex pick next year 
Yeah, when when Mahomes is uh is in your inbox, it's hard to not hard. just hit accept on it. You know, that's that's not an everyday kind of thing. All right, so two more questions. This one's uh this one's important here. So if I hop into your whip, what song do I hear, Theo? Hop into your car, what song am I listening to? So it depends on where I'm going. Uh if I have my my uh I if I'm if I'm if I'm going to like the gym to lift weights, I'm listening to some rap. Most of the other time, and I, I have, I have like, uh, I'm four, I'm 41, so like, you know, my rap is is a little bit older, like some some Jada Kiss, some Nas, okay, there a little we bit go. of older stuff, same page as me, um, man. Yeah, so like, I, I, I did, I did love the the most recent, um, Nas Nas uh, CD that dropped, yeah, it was a really great dropped. album, um, but most of the stuff's a little bit older. Like, I have songs in my lifting playlist that are like you know, older than the guys lifting around me. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, a lot of the times that during the season, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts when I'm driving around. So in season, like the grind doesn't stop. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm listening to a lot of the player profiler uh, podcasts, you know, just to, to listen and, and see how everybody else is doing. And then I'm listening to other podcasts, you know, like yourself and a couple other people that I, I respect in the space. So like in when it's out of season, I don't feel the need to do that. Uh, maybe when it's like closer to rookie drafts, I'm like completely di- completely dived in. But this time of year, it's boring. It's fantasy football podcast stuff <laughs> most yeah. of the time. Um, and yeah. headphones in headphones in though, it's probably some sort of old school rap. Yeah, uh, that's the same with me, man. I was uh, grew up on was that Wu Tang Clan, so like thirty six chambers. Yeah, Nas, most stuff. Yeah, 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 old school, good stuff. Yeah, your highbrow though you're you're dropping most f so you're like the like the high <laughs> highbrow highbrow like you know somewhat artistic uh, hip hop oh okay yeah yeah, yeah, D- yeah. put put some common in there some yeah. some, some talent mix yeah talent there you go there. all right so i've got the last one here start i thought it was a i thought it was a good trade and then we'll uh we'll let you we'll let you plug i'm getting roasted in the chat like, for uh, saying cd instead what do you of, get of album cd instead of album that was uh that was shout out to to person calling me out on that i should have said album i'm sounding even older <laughs> you should have said CD by compact disc. Let's That's go. Right. Uh, let's go with Sean for the uh, for the last one here. So twelve team superflex start ten rebuild. I traded Brees and Ken Walker for Justin Jefferson. Thoughts? I thought JJ was safer to tank, and my pick. Sorry, safer to tank my pick and long term value. I think it's. It's fine. It, you know, his, his goal is to, to get a very high pick. So this certainly makes it so you're going to tank it. It seems a little rich when you're buying an injured player and I'm giving up. When, however you cut it for Brees Hall right now, let's call him the Dynasty RB3. You could call him the Dynasty RB2 if you wanted to. There's some people making arguments he's back to Dynasty RB1. And then I'm giving up a uh, top six or seven dynasty rb and ken walker on top it just seems a little bit rich i probably i think i could have gotten this trade done trading Brees hall plus something else that maybe wasn't quite as valuable as ken walker again i don't know your league but it seems like a little bit much to pay for a guy that's uh you know on the ir and we don't really know what the future holds for this season i think there's a little bit of uh question marks up in the air especially if if minnesota keeps losing so i at the end of the day, Justin Jefferson, you're never going to be upset about getting. Mm-hmm. I just think at the end of the day, if somebody's willing to move Justin Jefferson, they probably would have done it a little bit less than this. 
Yeah, uh, maybe Sean tried to trade them separately and wasn't and wasn't having luck. Uh, I, I agree, having JJ on your roster that's that's never a bad thing. But if you're a rebuild, you're trading a couple of valuable pieces for one, so you're doing a two for one where you, typically you would want to do the do the opposite. But but again, I mean, you're getting Justin Jefferson. It's it's kind of like. Like you said, you're in a rebuild. You don't care. You're getting rid of your running backs. Who cares about what happens this year? I mean, hopefully yeah. he just sits. Hopefully he just yeah. sits and stays healthy for you. But Just sit it out. Sit it out, JJ. Except yeah. on teams where I have you, and then I want you to come back. Yeah. Those those trades right there, though, will, will wake up a league. Those are those are good for a league when they see, see those three names on. Theo, that's all I got, man. We have 152 people in the crowd who are hanging with us. Do us a favor and hit that uh, hit that like. Theo, plug yourself, plug player profiler. I will say it is my favorite site when I'm just going to check out stats. Like oh, I appreciate that. Quick check. It's so clean, easy to look at, fast, awesome site. But you talk about it. Yeah, so you can find all my written work at playerprofiler.com. Um, I'm dropping the waiver wire article. I'm dropping this two-minute drill, which is my biggest fantasy takeaways. I drop a lot more dynasty articles kind of in the off-season but I'll have a couple here or there. And then I'm dropping my sleepers article towards the end of the week. You can find me on first class fantasy, a podcast that I co-host with Billy Muzio on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me on press coverage, my solo pod. And then you can find me on the Sonic truth dynasty podcast. I'm also in the goat district. Um, Not quite as much as I used to be, but I'm still in there once in a while Um, during the month. I'll probably be in there like twice a month. Um, And then I have a new dynasty uh, podcast starting up called dynasty life which um i'm dropping tentatively the first week of uh november which should be very cool and then i'm doing future cast with uh maddie kiwum which was ray garvin's podcast and also cody carpenter's podcast um where we're looking at prospects um and we're having on some like some debbie people and also Mm -hmm. just some real college football people to try to just dive into this class we're only dropping that about once a month and they could find me on Twitter at, at the OG fantasy. Um, and yeah, I'm all over the place at player profiler and on Twitter. And uh, yeah, I love being here tonight. Love what you guys are doing. Such a good show. You guys right. kill it. And uh, it's so easy to listen to. I appreciate that. Yeah. Check out everything Theo does. Clearly you do it. A lot of stuff. You rang off like 19 shows that you're doing. You're like, Oh, it's only once a month. It's like, yeah, I would hope so. There's only, yeah, it's once a month. I can't, (laughs) I can't dive into the college prospects. I'm going to watch Penn state versus Ohio state tomorrow, but uh, you know, busy with, with my family. I can't watch every, you know, as much college football as I'd like. So it helps to get these kind of guys on. Um, Even if you're not really trying to get all Debbie, uh, diving into these prospects like once a month, it keeps us fresh, keeps us uh, ready for these rookie drafts. They're 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 coming up in May, and we're they we're going to be Ed season's going to be over before you know it. We're going to have the Senior Bowl again, and the whole clock continues. <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful disaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining. This was a lot of fun. Everyone in the crowd, thanks so much. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch up with you next time in this stream.